power brokers and advisors. They counseled governments, corporations, and the rare private individual with sufficient wealth to pay their fees. And yet cracking their computer safeguards had been child's play. Strange the unerring detection of their clients' vulnerabilities and the utter disregard of their own. Samson's computer network had just been overhauled at huge expense. The mere fact of this investment had seemed to assuage their concerns. There was something touching in this naivete, the almost childlike belief in money. Their computer network was top of the line. Nothing more need be said. Besides, the elder statesmen of Samson disdained technology, the proliferation of desktop computers. They yearned for the days of dictation, of pretty secretaries, heads bowed, recording their every word. But in the end, even Samson had been forced to submit. The firm's quaint refusal to communicate by email, once seen as a charming relic of its patrician past, had begun to interfere with business, and Samson was, first and foremost, a business. Bowing to the inevitable, the firm edged its way into cyberspace, a territory as alien to its rulers as the planet Mars. Email, the Internet, standard issue for more than a decade in the modern business world, but still suspect intruders at Samson. And so he found himself in the happy position of breaking and entering an unlocked house. The attorney's secret passwords gave the illusion of privacy, but none of its substance. Remarkable, really, the faith placed by these brilliant men and women in a technology they didn't understand. Hubris, the fatal flaw. He typed in her user ID, M. Waters. Then came the password prompt. He grinned as he typed in the response, Password. That was it. The same word for everyone. Something easy to remember. She could have changed the defaults, of course. It would have taken only a minute, but she hadn't taken the time. Like the others, she couldn't be bothered. A few more clicks, and he was scrolling through a list of her files. Luckily for him, she was one of the new breed, treating her hard drive like a filing cabinet. He'd dipped into these files in the past, not out of any real interest, but for the thrill he took in the fact that he could. Confidential memos outlining trial strategies for lawsuits worth tens of millions of dollars. Clinical dissections of the odds of success. Privileged information that, if leaked, would mean the loss of fortune and career. If blackmail were the goal, he'd have had it made. But he had other things on his mind. Exiting WordPerfect, he clicked on the calendar icon. In an instant, it appeared before him, everything crystal clear, the perfect map. Madeline Waters anticipated movements for the next 12 months. He felt an adrenaline surge, stiff heat in his shoulders and neck. The room was growing colder as the night chill deepened, but he barely noticed. He had work to do, decisions to make. He reviewed the recent additions, December 23rd, with Christmas approaching, the week had been slow, the usual assortment of professional engagements, lunches, meetings, the occasional benefit or awards banquet in support of a worthy cause. And then a single entry struck his eye. Dinner with Chuck Thorpe at Armand, January 5th. He knew the restaurant, had in fact eaten there when it opened last year, unable to absent himself discreetly from the Civil Rights Forum's annual dinner. Such occasions always left him aching with hatred for the world he'd been forced to inhabit. 
The smug corporate sponsors, the self-satisfied attorneys who came to be faded, confident that their brief forays into pro bono work conferred a sort of secular sainthood. But this miserable dinner had finally proved a gift in disguise. He remembered the restaurant clearly, the low lights, the widely spaced tables. Yes, it was almost ideal, better than he could have hoped. A sense of euphoria swept through him. Then, without warning, it was gone, and he was spinning, spinning down a cold, black chute. No, make it stop. He pressed his teeth together, already knowing what would come. Dizzy, he grasped the table's edge. A sour sweat leaked through his pores. The smell of fear. The smell of death. I'm moving as fast as I can. He tried to fight back, to win a reprieve, but it was no use. He was already tumbling back. Back to where it all began. A dark